when I look at books on the Great Commission, I find they often focus on evangelism or missions. They emphasize what we as Christians do individually. And I wrote one such book. It's called The Gospel and Personal Evangelism. I hope you'll read it. Certainly, the Great Commission cannot be fulfilled without individuals sharing the gospel and teaching others. But is that all there is to the Great Commission? Individual Christians holding plane tickets and gospel tracts in their hands? Or do Jesus' words imply anything else? That brings us to the second way to describe the purpose of this book. I hope to help you see that the Great Commission is normally fulfilled through planting and growing local churches. Churches fulfill the Great Commission through planting more churches. So the Great Commission involves you, the individual Christian, but the Great Commission also involves you through your local church. That is the normal way God means for us to go, make disciples, baptize, and teach. God's promise to Abraham and to us. Do you remember what God promised to Isaiah about the Messiah centuries before Jesus gave this commission? God said in Isaiah chapter 49, It is not enough for you to be my servant, raising up the tribes of Jacob and restoring the protected ones of Israel. I will also make you a light for the nations, to be my salvation to the ends of the earth. The very first verse of Matthew's gospel invokes this ancient promise to Isaiah by going back further still to Abraham. Matthew 1.1 calls Jesus the son of Abraham, reminding us of God's original promise to Abraham in Genesis 12. Quote, I will make you into a great nation, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. In other words, the Bible's testimony is consistent. God has always had a plan to bring his salvation to the ends of the earth, to all nations and all peoples. Now, in the last verses of Matthew's gospel, we find these gathered disciples standing on a mountain with Jesus, learning that God's promise of international blessing to Abraham culminated here. Here is how God would fulfill his promise to Abraham. Here is how all nations on earth would be blessed. All the disciples would be responsible to ensure that the message of the gospel would go to all nations, and all disciples of Jesus Christ would be called to obey all the commandments of Jesus. For this great enterprise, Jesus promised them that he, who now possessed all authority, would be with them all their days until he returns. Was this just a promise for the first apostles? No. Jesus knew that the apostles' lives would end long before his return. Rather, Jesus promised that he would be with them until the end of the age, so that we would know that this promise is for us, too. Jesus knew he would continue working generation after generation, long after this first group was gone. We, too, receive the promise of Christ's presence. This commission is for us. What is a church? And it's not just for us as individual Christians. It's for us as churches and church members. What is a church? It is a body of Christians who are in regular and accountable fellowship where the word is rightly preached and baptism and the Lord's Supper are rightly administered. Let me unpack that. First, a church is a place where God's word is rightly preached. After all, we are saved by the preaching of God's Word. God creates His people through His Word, Romans 10:17. So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the message about Christ. It is as if the whole world is walking along. Then someone speaks God's promises. A group of people look up, turn, and start walking in the direction of those promises. They hear them and believe them. 
the preached word is foundational to a church. But second, a church is a place where the ordinances are rightly practiced. After all, the ordinances mark off a church. The ordinances don't save us. They are signs of the gospel and what we use to affirm one another as belonging to the gospel. They are how the fellowship of the church exercises its accountability among one another. See Bobby Jameson's two books in the Church Basics series, Understanding Baptism and Understanding the Lord's Supper. People sometimes say that the church is a people, not a place. In fact, a kind of place is necessary. You need a gathering of believers, and then you need the preaching of the Word and the administering of the ordinances in that gathering to make it a church, as opposed to any other gathering of Christians. The Word creates us as Christ's people, and the ordinances mark us off. So think once more of the four commands of the Great Commission. Go, make disciples.